Hey, goal getters, and welcome to The Daily Distance, a new daily series from the creators of We Got Goals. I'm Kristen Guile, editor-in-chief of asweatlife.com. In these short episodes, we're bringing you one daily goal you can set for yourself during this chaotic time, one actionable thing you can do to move your body, connect with a friend, prioritize your mental health, get some work done, and practice a little bit of self-care. This week's podcast episodes are in partnership with the Kimpton Gray Hotel in downtown Chicago. You might remember them because that's where we hosted our epic sweatworking summit way back in January. But now the Kimpton Gray Hotel is ready for summer. Think of them for your weekend getaway with great offers, packages, and parking available. Check out their website to see options that range from private, in-room, virtual wellness sessions to enjoying a summer afternoon picnic in the park. They have something for everyone to enjoy. And now, on to today's episode. Girl, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. And with me today is Amber Vittoria. She is a Forbes 30 Under 30 artist and illustrator in New York City. And her work is amazing. It focuses on the portrayal of women within art. And she's also worked with some really cool brands like NBC, Warby Parker, Gucci, New York Times, Instagram. And my personal favorite, Otherland, which is a candle brand that I've been tagging on Instagram for years now, asking them to sponsor me. And so far, they've held out. They're playing it very cool. So Amber, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Well, we cannot get enough of you. As I was saying, you recently helped us with a uh, illustration and doodling workshop that was a true delight. We drew so many shapes. I loved it. And like that drawing just abstractly is just something that's nice is nice to like just disconnect for a few minutes it was really fun to do it with other people yeah and I've been keeping it up just sort of letting my mind wander while I'm on endless zoom calls so I'm so happy that we had the chance to learn a little bit of something and to have you come back officially on the podcast yeah I'm so excited well before we uh, get into your recommendation I'd love to hear a little bit from you about you know how you became an illustrator what you do daily because when I picture an artist, I think of, I don't know what, what you do all day, honestly. So please share. Enlighten me. Yeah. So uh, I am a full-time illustrator, um, which means in my definition, because I feel like illustrator, artist, they're very loose words that could be interpreted differently. For me, that means majority of the artwork that I make is either for clients or for editorial publications. Um, so they tend to be public or client-facing. And the themes behind all of my work focus on femininity and the female form. And the aim behind each of my pieces is to dismantle the societal stereotypes that are set upon women. And I've been really fortunate to be able to partner and work with different brands that have a very similar point of view and use my artwork to tell that story. So it's been really exciting. And in terms of my day-to-day, it definitely changes. I have a background. So I went to school for graphic design and then eventually fell in love with illustration towards the end of college and into my life post-college. But I worked full-time at a few companies and agencies. So my day-to-day, I keep pretty structured as if I were still at an agency, I use Google calendars to kind of block off everything. Um, And that could be something just like exercising or going to the food store or running errands in a non um, pandemic world, but then also adding in time to work on projects for clients and to do my own outreach to find new um, potential collaborations. So it depends on each day, but I try to keep each day structured, even if that structure varies from day to day. 
Um, I've got a random compliment coming your way. One of the things that I first noticed when we started, you know, to be on each other's radars was that your titles of your artwork are so funny and just each one would make me giggle. Like I'm looking through your website right now and I love like me when a man voices his opinion Um, or uh, what was the other one that I really liked? Yeah. I'm goals that like, how do you come up with these? These are so like blunt, but clever. You So coming up with the title, something that is equally important to me, just in case, you know, most people find my work on Instagram and I'm not there to kind of explain the meaning behind the pieces. So I want each of the titles to be a bit more obvious and kind of be a little bit lighthearted and inviting that way. Um, so when people are invited in to look at the piece and kind of sit with it for a minute, they can learn some of the more serious elements behind my work. So I try to keep it a nice balance. And the same goes with the color palette as well. So I wanted people to be invited in to have, you know, uncomfortable conversations about womanhood. So yeah, I take a long time. Sometimes I'll finish a piece and it'll be like a week later. And then I'm like, aha, a title. So sometimes the coming up with the title takes just as long as making the work itself. Um. Well, let's transition into the advice portion of the podcast. So Amber, what are you going to recommend to our listeners today? Yes. So my recommendation, and this is for artists and non-artists alike, is to when you're struggling, I feel like we all struggle in regards to either having a creative block or a block at work or just trying to get something done within our life that for whatever reason we can't bring ourselves to do. Um, What I like to do is take 10 minutes and a scrap piece of paper or a sketchbook or something that you can draw on and then draw with your eyes closed. It doesn't have to be anything representative. It could be an you know abstract shape that you come up with in your mind, similar to that of what we did on the in our workshop. Um, but it also could just be a, a closed eyes portrait of your pet or a plant that's in front of you or your favorite vacation spot. Um, And for me, being able to draw with your eyes closed allows you to disassociate from the idea of it being perfect and allows you to just take 10 minutes to make something for yourself. I love that when we did it in the workshop and you were, uh, you specifically gave us the prompt to draw ourselves in a yoga pose. um, I think one that we liked and I did myself in a plank and I also added in my puppy crawling all over me because that's what would be happening if I tried Aww. to do a plank in the middle of my living room. And honestly, when I opened my eyes, I was very surprised and kind of impressed with myself. Like, wow, yes. I'm an artiste now. Um, I love it. it was such a great little prompt. Uh, how did you start doing this? So I feel like this has probably been an exercise that I've done since I was in school. It's just one of those fun ways to just kind of warm up before you're doing like figure drawings. If you're in a figure drawing class or warm up before you start painting on a piece while I was in school. And I just kind of take that with me and I try to push it a little bit more. I try to keep the time down to 10 minutes maximum just because after that I feel like I would end up just filling the page and then you know, ruining my kitchen table. Um, So I like to keep them very fast and loose. And the idea is like, they're not going to be masterpieces. And like, that's not the purpose behind the behind drawing. I feel like a lot of times um, when we do something, whether it's a hobby or a profession, we kind of strive for this like unrealistic perfection within our work. Um, So drawing for the sake of drawing is something that I love to do, even if the final product is something that uh, isn't, the most perfect drawing in the world. You just said something that I had never really considered before. You mentioned warming up before you are actually going to get down to work. And of 
course, that's a concept that we're familiar with when it comes to working out. I'd never really heard of it in relation to art before. Oh, yeah. So um, I would say my experience directly with warming up as an artist is before figure drawing classes. So you'll do like 20, 30, 40 second figure drawings with a model in front of you. And then you'll do like two, three, five minutes, then 10 minutes. And then you'll push into like 30 minutes or an hour drawings for like a three hour ish class. And the idea is just because it is very gestural and you're moving your whole body like being able to kind of like warm up and get into that zone, like physically and emotionally um, is really important. At least to me, some artists could just like hop into like a two hour figure drawing and be fine. For most of us, we'll probably be doing this at our kitchen table with, you know, leftover computer paper and whatever pin or pencil is laying around. But do you have any recommendations of, you know, sketch pads or paper or drawing utensils that you really like that you think would be fun for us to dabble in? Yeah, I feel like, um, really accessible ones to get while we're in quarantine would probably be from Blick Art Supplies. Um, I love Moleskin uh, sketchbooks. They are a little pricey, um, but they have like a nice like band that goes around. So when we do start traveling again, you could kind of take it around with you and the pages aren't going to get crumpled or ruined. Um, so those are my favorite sketchbooks. And then for pens, I love Prismacolor brush pens and Tombow AVT brush pens. But honestly, like drawing with whatever you have with you is just as good. I just, over time, I like to collect art supplies. So <laughs> those tend to be the ones I gravitate towards. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> um, one last question, and uh, this is going to be hard to describe to people audio uh, in an audio medium, I'm now realizing. But your work is so vibrant and you use a lot of bold reds and pinks and blues and greens. And um, it's just like, it jumps off the page and I love that color. So how do you think about color as well when you're warming up or when you're starting a piece? Yeah. So usually I block off color digitally for all of my pieces, just really abstract, really rough. And the palettes that I use are inspired by nature. I love going to different national and state parks and learning about the world around us. And that definitely has a heavy influence on the color that I use. And the nice thing about this exercise too, sometimes I'll try to like pick colors, like whether it's like colored pencils or crayons, even just randomly with my eyes closed and then create something from that. And sometimes you'd be pretty surprised with the palettes that you'll come up with um, without even realizing. So color is another great way to kind of take 10 minutes for yourself and explore. Awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for being our best internet friend in recent memory. Where can we find you on the internet and support you and support your work? Yeah, um, you could find me on Instagram. I'm there often. <laughs> my Instagram is just my first name underscore my last name. So Amber underscore Vittoria. And um, I guess my website as well, ambervittoria.com. Um, if you feel so inclined, I do sell prints. I use Society6 to fulfill um, prints of my work. And then I also have a Happy Socks collaboration out, um, which all the links you can find on my Instagram page as well. Awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. We will be back tomorrow with more tips from our community. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and cheers to going the distance together. Oh, yeah.